0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Happy and blessed Saturday to everybody out there. Happy and blessed first Saturday and the feast of St. Francis Xavier during this season of Advent. Thank you for joining me today. I know that there are a lot of things going on this evening, including Elon Musk being a part of a Twitter live space Just got a report from, I think, the Hodge twins were having him or something like that. I know that there was a space and there were a lot of technical issues or something to that effect. But let's just say there are a lot of places that you could be. And so if you've chosen to be with me tonight, I definitely appreciate it tonight. I'll give my thoughts about a new show featured on the evil company corporation that is, of course, Netflix called Wednesday. I have some thoughts. I've got some nuanced thoughts, I would say, about the actual show itself. There's obviously drama surrounding the show as well. Some of the coverage of the show and some of the reporting about the show. So I'll try and separate fact from fiction and, and try and give it as straight as I possibly can. We'll also talk about the box office, giving some updates there. As, of course, the box office projections for the weekend had Wakanda Forever winning this weekend... Um, If you were to look at just the Friday numbers, some would say that that does not seem to be the case. However, as I've always warned people, never, ever just look at a Friday-to-Friday drop-off and just the Friday numbers, because that is not an indication of where things will end up going. It does look like the film will be making a lot less than what Box Office Pro was projecting, but it is still set to win the weekend nonetheless. But we will, of course, find out for sure tomorrow once those numbers actually drop. Before going any further though, please make sure you smash that like button, love that fire button if you're watching over on Odyssey and smash the r- 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 rumble button as well. I should also be live on Twitter as indeed I have returned to the Twitter platform. So if you have on Twitter, a subscription, I don't know what <laughs> <laughs> if you are on Twitter and you have not yet followed me, it's at OMB reviews, it is still the exact same, but it is a brand new account. Because when I nuked it two months ago, over two months ago, it was it was nuked and it was completely nuked. I needed to get away. I needed some space. Two months was 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 good. I was going to obviously stay away for a bit, a little bit longer. But I mentioned this in my last live stream that one of my motivations for rejoining was actually Elon Musk. All the things that he's been doing, the stuff that he was revealing last night was 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 phenomenal Uh, It's something that I'm just very happy to hear is finally coming to see the light of day. And apparently there is so much more, right? There's so much more that that is going to be uncovered uh, through the Twitter files, through the Twitter files, uh, you know, releases. And yeah, let's just say he is not a perfect person. We should definitely not turn him into some type of savior by any means, but I think we should definitely uh, praise good when it happens and what's happening right now i would say is is quite good so anyway let's go ahead and he- let's go ahead and say hello to the people in chat starting off over on the YouTube side of things. Hail to my YouTube fam. Of course, as soon as I change it to live chat, some of the earlier chats who uh, from people who were here very, very early went away. So Master of Gaming, Suri, uh, the comments that you had made left. But again, I will be talking about Wednesday uh, in a little bit. Tina B., what is going on? Thank you for being here. She is one of the Valkyrie. She is my uh, Empress of the Universe. Uh, thank you again for being here. She is going to be going to a dinner, it sounds like. Uh, again, I uh, hope that you're enjoying your time in Orlando as she preps for her cruise, which is coming up in a few weeks. Uh, let's see. Orange Eye Reviews is in the chat. Hail to you. Thank you very much for being here. Stephanie B. is in the chat. Unfortunately, Stephanie B. is also not feeling all that well. So Stephanie B. is going to try to be here as long as she can. But Stephanie, as, as, as soon as you feel like you cannot uh, go any further, please Take take some time, take a break, take a breath, take a chance. It's from a song. I know it sounds weird, but it's from a song. Um, <laughs> and I see that Laura, the modern major general of the channel, is here. Uh, and she's got those mod powers as well. So, 70 B, you take care of you. Boo! We got Abomination hanging out over on Odyssey. What's up, Abomination? Thank you for hanging out earlier in the Salty Nerd podcast stream. Uh, I thought I saw that your name was was popping up there, but yeah, if you did not check out the stream earlier uh, over at the Solinger Podcast, I have become a uh, member of their morning Saturday stream. It is something that I will be able to be do a part of most Saturdays, uh, with the exceptions being when we have the Chosen of Valhalla live stream, because obviously, Chosen of Valhalla streams really have to be because of family <laughs> have to be on Saturdays, family and timing uh, have to be on Saturdays at this point. Uh, So that would be the exception and then, of course, for any major holidays. Um, And, of course, I will be trying to get to my chosen very soon about a best weekend. My guess is that next weekend will probably have to be uh, when we have our chosen stream, but I will get with y'all on that once we have. Uh, once I have a little bit more uh, time and a little bit more verification. Basically, this is our last week of school coming up. We're going into exams that weekend, so it's good for that reason. It's also good because it is early in December, and obviously, the further that we get into December, the more likely people are out of town, have family coming in, et cetera. So, anyway, thank you all for being here. By the way, I saw that Father Luca is in the live chat, so I hope that you appreciate. Two of the lights that I have are purple, as it is indeed, right? We are still in the season of Advent, but two of them are white, Two of them are white, and that is, of course, in commemoration of Saint Francis Xavier, who is a saint of the church and is a confessor. Confessor of the church. Basically, you're either a confessor, in which case it's the white light, or you're a martyr, in which case it's the red. Happy it was a purple and white mix because (laughs) the purple and red, I don't know how that would necessarily look. Uh, Anyway, Rob D in the chat. What is going on? Soul Assassin in the chat. J.S. Pena says, Ahoy. Ahoy to you. Thank you for being here. There is Shorty short the Modern Major General. Laura, thanks for being here. 70B. The only thing I want to hear about a fever is that I've got a fever and the only cure is more cowbell. Try some cowbell. I hear it helps sometimes. (laughs) Ha ha ha. But seriously, Seventy B, if you need to head out, please take care of yourself. Praying for a speedy recovery. General Wingster then says, no, Odin, today is Saturday, not Wednesday. Silly Odin. Yeah, when I was coming up with the title for this, I had to... At first, I was just going to put Wednesday Review, and then I realized, hmm... That could be confusing for some. Obviously, it's, easin', it's easy cannon fodder for General Wingster, uh, but it could be confusing for some, so I decided to put Wednesday series review as it's the series called Wednesday uh, about Wednesday Adams. Uh, there is Laura, the Mono Major General, again, also saying, Elon is speaking on Twitter right now. How cool is that? Yeah, seriously, he is on Twitter, and uh, he already did one session earlier for about 30 minutes. Apparently, there was a lot of, of issues with that. Um, I know that Jeremy from The Quartering was was complaining about it, but the fact that he has come back and is doing another one, at least that's what I uh, saw last, last time I had updated. Um, let's see, from Disclose.tv says, Justin, next smoking gun from the Twitter files will address what happened after the election, says Elon Musk on Spaces. Oh, man. Okay, so things are about to get spicy on Twitter. And if you're wondering why, if you're wondering why, I was motivated to return to Twitter. It's because I want to support this. The only way that Twitter is going to stay alive, and the only way that this version of Twitter is going to stay alive, is if it has active users. And I need to think to wait for another two, three weeks when I hit the thirty-day mark. I think is when I can sign up for Twitter Blue because I totally plan on signing up for Twitter Blue. Could care less about the blue check mark. It's again, it's about trying to support what Elon Musk is is doing, and I and absolutely do support it because these people need to be exposed. Absolutely, these people need to be exposed. Anyway, Bongo Tez, what's going on, Bongo? Thanks for being here, Joey Horn, who is a member on the channel. Hail to you! Thanks for being here, Green Lion on the channel. uh Mark Oquist, I feel like it's been a minute. I feel like it's been a minute. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. to B says, "Are you on Twitter again?" Wow. Yes. I don't know if you saw <laughs> saw it the the last time or the time before that or not. And yeah, the hoshwins are indeed hilarious. Shout out to Bruce who uh, got me one of their cards. Which is, uh, it's a very funny, funny card. About privilege. Uh, Jay Alex McCarthy Jr. I'm going to call you by your full name there. Uh, what's going on, good sir? He says, howdy, Odin. How's it going? How's Thor? I agree with you from FNT about Mario not hitting a billion. Detective Pikachu and Sonic didn't. Exactly. So if you look to, for those that miss Friday Night Tights, um, first off, the bigger news is that I have made a bet with Jeremy. So Jeremy from Geeks and Gamers and I have made a bet. A gentleman's wager, one could say. And if the movie, if the upcoming Mario film makes a billion dollars, which I do not think will happen, and I have a lot of reasons for it, and I think I have a lot of evidence to back up my claim, which is why I'm very confident in it, and I would not have been bet I would not be betting on it with what we are betting on if I did not have confidence. Um but anyway, I am betting it will not hit a billion. Jeremy is betting it will. The loser, because both of us hate this, will have to eat. And again we have to we'll have to get confirmation from 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 Gary or 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 from X-Ray Girl because X-Ray Girl made the poll and messed up the poll because it was supposed to be either to eat a piece or half a pizza. She decided to add a third option which was a whole pizza and it was specifically to eat a whole pizza with pineapple on it. Yes, you all know my opinion on pineapple on pizza. I believe that it is anathema. I believe that it is disgusting. I believe that it is a, a an abomination. I believe that if Leviticus were to be written today, one of the abominations that would be mentioned would be pineapple on pizza. That is how fervently I am opposed to pineapple on pizza. And also, that should show you how confident I am that the film will not hit a billion dollars. Now, are there factors that could lead to it making a billion? Yeah, Absolutely. But let's just, again, talk about some of the facts real quick when it comes to animated features at the box office. Okay, you really have one recent from this year animated film that you can point to to almost hit a billion dollars, and that was Minions, right? The Rise of Gru got to around $950 million. Even that one, though, did not hit a billion dollars, all right? That one also had the benefit of releasing in China, now, the question, of course, is going to be, will Mario get a China release or not? China has been very weird when it comes to their Western releases as of recently. And also, they have, of course, been trying to put everybody on lockdown. And that's why you're seeing all the protests in China. By the way, shout out to the people of China for standing up. I pray and hope that they're able to st- to stay together, to keep it together and to actually create change. And for administrations across the world, including our own country, to actually support these people, to actually give them a voice, to actually talk about them, to actually give them attention and 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 to support them in the same way. Hey, if we're going to support Ukraine, and let's be honest, most of that money is going to the government of Ukraine. Oh, oh, great job there, Congress. How about instead we 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 talk about how we can finally find a way to support the people of China who are trying to overturn the fascist and and I would say fascist is is a, is a polite way of saying it, the tyrannical more accurately, the tyrannical regime of the Chinese Communist Party. So Mario will have to deal with whatever's going on at that time, right? Whether the Chinese Communist Party has used military force and has shut everything down as they are likely to do because, again, no one is going in any real way to support the people of China as they are fighting back against these crazy mandates that are still going on in that country to this very day. They will either have to deal with, with that or they'll have to deal with a potential, um, again, continuing lockdown. There's a lot of factors. So I think China is not going to be a factor, basically. If you take China away, right? Because I believe, again, I'll have to look back at the numbers themselves before I, I, I go any further into it. But if you look at, let me pull that up real quick. Let's pull up the minions numbers here. Because if you take China out of the equation, I just do not think that there is any chance for the film to get to a billion dollars. I really don't. So, again, Minions Rise of Gru at $938 million officially. So, yeah, that's why I wanted to double check my numbers there. In China, it only got $34.7 million. Now, don't get me wrong. When we're talking about Minions Rise of Gru, not really a film that most people think of as being, you know a box office sensation. I mean, it's the fourth, fifth film in the franchise, right? But I think that's also a point to it because it is a franchise player. It has an established fan base. It also came out during a time in which there were not a lot of really good animated films, family films that were really set to be released. Not to mention, let's be honest here. I can hate the minions franchise until I'm blue in the face, but kids love the minions. Kids love the minions. Now, someone could counter to say, but kids love Mario. Do they really love Mario? Because I kind of wonder, I really honestly wonder, if someone did an honest assessment, and maybe the data's out there, I don't have it in front of me, the average age of the player of Mario Kart or any of the Mario games, something tells me that it probably will skew teenager to maybe early 20s, right? So there's younger audiences that are going to be a fan of it, right? But I honestly think the vast majority of people who are supportive of it are people who have grown up with Mario from, from the very beginning. I don't think there's as many younger, new uh, players interested in that franchise as as there once was. So I think that it would be interesting to look at that because, again, Minions is going to appeal to the little kids. The kids who are too young to know how to play a video game. Even one as easy as Mario Kart. They're the ones that are going to be able to say to their parents, I want to see the Minions, banana, 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 banana. So there's a lot of reasons that it makes sense to me. Again, it doesn't make sense to me as far as the property is concerned because it's like, really? Minions Rise of Gru is making almost a billion dollars. But when you're actually looking at the content itself and how it appeals to the mass audiences, it makes complete sense, right? And so even this film, though, right, only got around $30 million from China. Where did it get the vast majority of its money? From the international market. It made 55 million in the UK. It made 40 million in Mexico, 35 million in Germany. So even in the other countries, it made a fair amount, right, for an individual film, but it didn't make over 100 million except domestically. So when Mario comes out, yeah, it's going to do well, right? It's going to do well. Like let's look at Japan. Japan, Minions did 32 million. Japan could be a market where Mario maybe does around $100 million. Maybe that could happen. Maybe it could. But then I look at the domestic for minions at three sixty nine point five. Then I think about Pikachu and Pokemon never really making much of a splash at all. I think about the fact that there was already a Mario film live action that was released, and yes, it was trash, but still a Mario film nonetheless when Mario was still a well-known property even then, and that one didn't make money either. Not to mention, there are at least a few people who are a little bit tired of modern Hollywood and are probably looking at a trailer like Mario and saying, okay, I have some questions about what they're doing with Princess Peach. Oh, I don't really like the voice of, <laughs> of Mario because it doesn't sound like Mario. If you look and here in a foreign language, apparently, the guy apparently, they believe it's the French voice actor is doing an amazing job. Doing a Mario S voice, which is, I think, quite hysterical. But again, do I think that it's going to make money? Yeah, absolutely. I think Mario is going to make a ton of money. I think it's going to make mass profits. But a billion dollars? There haven't been a lot of films to make to make a billion dollars this year. So, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that the internet the international market has been very slow to recover in general. But then also worldwide, you are definitely seeing a theater-going malaise. Because, and this is something, again, you you look at the films that have been released, you look at how they likely would have done in another year and another time, and what films are doing well, what films are being successful. The ones that either already have a pre-established movie-going fan base, very, very clear on that, movie-going fan base, or a movie that's so good, the word-of-mouth campaign pushes it over the edge. So I look at Top Gun Maverick, the reason that film made almost $1.5 billion is because it was a darn good movie that got great word of mouth, had an insane week one to week two drop of, again, less than 20%, which is historical, <laughs> and it was able to, to do so vastly, so, so well in so many different markets. I understand that there is definitely going to be a hype around a Mario movie. Yes, you can talk about how there's going to be a Mario or a Nintendo theme park, right? That Mario is going to play a major role in that. But we're not talking about movies. We're talking about very different mediums. You can sell all the games in the world. That does not result in a movie version selling tickets. If that was the case, all of the Pokemon films that have been released should have been massive box office sensations. Think about how many kids have played Pokemon at some point in their life. Now, I'm not trying to say that Pokemon and Mario are on the same exact level as far as sales are concerned. I don't pay attention to gaming sales, but what I do know is that Pokemon is massive. Not enough to make those films any more than what a typical, even original, or even third, fourth, fifth movie like Minions Rise of Gru. Look at Minions Rise of Gru, right? This is based off of, a, 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 again, a original property that has gone on for far too long, and that is how it's been able to to push the people out to go see the film. Mario does not have a fan base that is established in theater going specifically. So unless the movie's good, right? if the, if the movie's good, you'll hear me saying some very different things because obviously good movie equals good word of mouth on a film with a massive IP as, as it is. That's what would push this film over the edge. But right now, it just, it doesn't seem likely. Those are just my thoughts on on that. No, I went a little long on that, but I think it's important. But yeah, the bet is, for those that missed the, that kind of headline there, uh, Jeremy and I, we have a gentleman's wager. I say uh, we will not see a billion dollars for the Mario movie. He says it will make a billion. And if one of us loses, we'll have to eat an entire pineapple pizza. <sighs> anyway, that's how that's how confident I am. Over on Odyssey, Abomination says a whole pineapple pizza roll. No, a whole pineapple pizza. So again, we're going to have to work that out because to eat a whole pizza already at my age is is already not really something I'm (laughs) I'm able to do. um, Let alone one with the abomination that is pineapple on it, right? right? Pineapple itself is not an abomination. It's when it's on the pizza itself. So that, that that might be a little bit too much, but half a pizza, I think that's a fair bet. I, I think that's a fair bet. Even one piece for both of us, if you know how much we both despise and and talk. Again, we, we are very big talkers when it comes to being against pineapple on pizza. So yeah. So I'm sure we'll have to work out, you know, the size of the pizza, you know, how much pineapple on it, how many other uh, toppings can we have? Because obviously if, if it was me, I, I'm gonna be like, all right, I want a... Quintumple pepperoni pizza um, with light pineapple. <laughs> uh, Jacques Lesuave over on Odyssey also says, Has any time frame been set for this bet? Because I think Mario is going to have a relatively long, it's going to have relatively long legs. So, no, it's just if it does hit a billion. So, again, I say it's not going to hit a billion. He says it is. So, yeah, for the length of its release, theatrically. Uh, also, I think a single slice is enough for the bets, even though I think you'll be eating it. Oh, well, Jacques Lesuave, he has some confidence in Mario. I, I, I have some questions about your logic there, but hey, respect, <laughs> I will respect you. Um, yeah, I, I, would agree. I think a single slice for sure, because then you could then have it be where it's like, oh, you got to have a lot of pineapple on it, right? Because then it's just one slice and you have to get, so, you know, but yeah. We'll have to work out those details. Over on R- 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 Rumble, sorry it took me a while, Rumble people. We got King Kane Rumschke back once again. He says, I might see Wednesday on Friday. Oh, I see what you did there. Uh, let's see. Decepticons Forever, hail to you. Thank you very much for being here. He says, I only just realized that you were on Rumble. Yeah, I've been streaming to Rumble, I think, for about a month now. King Kane Rumschke, thanks for tagging. says, Good job standing up to Jeremy on Friday Night Tights. He seemed confused, sad when you defended yourself. I don't know if he seemed sad, necessarily. Um, But, yeah. It's funny how how I get called out for for not being good at at throwing things back or or for making digs, and it's like, yeah. Because the way that y'all make digs is by going inappropriate most of the time. And I don't really have that capacity. (laughs) So, I'm already working at a disadvantage in a lot of ways. Um, But, yeah, I mean... I, I just yeah, that that's one of the things I, I you know, we we had that conversation on another Friday night tights like a couple weeks ago, like two or three weeks ago. We had that conversation, but it got a lot wider. Uh, the conversation lasted a lot longer, went a lot wider. And that's what eventually led to the gentleman's wager. Um, but yeah, anyway. So, yeah, remember, no matter what platform you are on. Please make sure that you uh, tag at Odin at the very beginning of your comment. Let me know you're trying to get my attention. The one exception is if you are a member on YouTube, as that's one of the perks of being a member. You can, of course, super chat, hyper chat, rumble rants uh, in order to, to jump ahead of the line if you so wish. But that is optional. I read all the chats as long as you tag. It's like a code in a way. Uh, Abomination over on... Odyssey says, nah, you're right. Pineapple is an abomination and not the good kind like me, the bad kind, uh, the bad kind that uh, created sin. Ah, I see. I see. By the way, um, I'm looking at my levels. Am I peaking? Is my audio peaking at all? Please let me know in the live chat if that is the case Um, because according to what I'm looking at on uh, in, in OBS, it says it's peaking. On my soundboard, it doesn't say I'm peaking. It's the it's the weirdest thing. I really just don't understand it whatsoever. I really don't understand it. All right, Joey Horn says sound good. Okay, uh, audio steady on YouTube. Thank you, Ambrose, Jamie. Not peaking. I like the I like the way you do that green line. That's funny. All right, thank y'all very much for that. I, I appreciate it greatly. All right. So, I think that we're at the point now where I can give my thoughts. I'll get back to the chat in a second. I'm at 7.01 in the live chat, by the way. So, I do fall 20 to 30 minutes behind, usually. Um, and, and that's just the way it goes. Um, actually, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, let me try and catch up in the YouTube chat, at the very least. Uh, so, that way, I'm not too far behind. And then I'll give my thoughts on Wednesday. Uh, great of what's going on? Welcome back. Ambrose Chamberpot, welcome back as well. He loved Wednesday. Glad to hear it. Uh, I will say quickly, yeah, I was I was definitely an overall fan of the show. Uh, Forever Sci-Fi, hail to you. Kili Chow, what is going on? Hail to you. Thank you very much for being here. Um, I have no idea where these emojis came from. Soul Assassin, now that you've mentioned it, um, what could, could anybody explain where these emojis are coming from? Because I honestly have no idea. Those are brand new to me, and I definitely didn't, didn't set anything, I didn't turn any switch on or anything, that's, that's weird, uh, let's see, Bongo says, I did like Wednesday a lot, but the occasional SJW blabbering in it will date it into the dark ages of Hollywood, yeah, Bongo, I understand what you're saying, I, I disagree to an extent, um, and it's just because of the, the, the SJW moments themselves are a mixed bag, and I'll explain that in, in a minute, when I when I get into my thoughts about the show, all right, chat has jumped on me like it always does. Yeah, I wanna I wanna try and get through some of this so I can get a, a be a little bit better. Uh, so he says I thought you were done with social media. Yeah, again, I gave up social media. I'm not back on any of the other platforms, but hopefully my explanation about why it's why specifically Twitter is the one that I've gone back to is again because I I, I recognize that practically speaking, Elon Musk needs support. People are going after him in a lot of ways, advertisers especially. He's going to need to be making money from the platform. At this point, the only other way he makes money is through Twitter Blue. And therefore, returning to qualify to be able to, to, to pay for the Twitter Blue platform is, is again, the small way that I uh, wish to support what he is doing. Because I think that what he is doing is so, so important. Keely Chow, thank you again for being here. Yeah, everyone's doing well. Wife's doing well. Has a little bit of a headache today, but other than that, it's fine. Baby Thor is great. Baby Thor got his first haircut today. Yeah, the curls the curls had to go. The mullet had to go, but uh, he looks like a little, little gentleman. He looks like a little gentleman now. It's great. I know that uh, at school on Monday, we're probably going to get uh, <laughs> a message quickly saying, where is his hair? But yeah. First haircut and they made it very sp- We went to this little place that has like one of those like first haircut uh, events or first first haircut packages right so they'll you know the first part that they cut off they they put it into like this little card like they put it into this it sounds creepy kind of <laughs> from outside but they put it into like a little baggie right and so that way it's you know you put it into this card with like the photo after the fact and it's the first haircut it's cute it's adorable and you have a little bit, you know, a little lock of the of the hair as well. Some people do that, right? Other people don't. Um, I know that people with kids probably might understand, or, or people with uh, nie- nieces and nephews who've gone through that or who know of that probably are like, "Oh yeah, that actually, it's not that that awkward, that that weird." Um, but just from outside, it definitely sounds just <laughs> a little odd. The uh, Mark O'Quist tagger say, "My theater put Top Gun Maverick back on screen because they want a movie that makes money and is good." Yeah, to to one point, I would say that yeah, it's it's a good movie, and I think that that's probably the motivation for it. But it really has gone past the point of of making as much money as it once did. I, I mean, it's available on physical media, it's available on digital, um, but I, I still do think it's going to do relatively well uh, this this weekend. Um, I know that the re-release is expected to make at least a million dollars, is what Box Office Pro was saying. So coming out of two thousand screens, making a million dollars even after having been out for so long, hey, I think that's pretty cool. But um, yeah, definitely wish it was it was it was higher. But then again, <laughs> there's really not a whole lot that one can really you know do to change it. Let's see. By the way, Avatar is. Uh, um, oh man, their box office is trending upwards. It's up 13% apparently. So maybe we'll t- we'll talk about that in a little bit too. But all right, anyway, I need to get caught up with this, with this chat. Uh, let's see, Laura says, I never thought I would see the day when the government would feel the need to violate James Wood's First Amendment rights. Seriously, right? I mean, yeah, that again, back to why I'm on Twitter and there to support it because we are now finding out Not just that it's happening, we knew it was happening, but now we're actually having somebody on the inside who's able to provide receipts, who's able to provide actual verification, and that means that if the Republicans who are taking over in the House actually have any cojones and start to actually put people on trial, not trial, but start to subpoena people, start to do investigations, hey, I think someone needs to go to jail for violating the First Amendment rights of, the at the very least at the very least someone needs to go to prison for what they did to the New York Post specifically because that was a blatant violation of of the first amendment not about and, and that that hits a, a couple points in freedom of speech too not just the freedom of one to speak but also freedom of the press that's a major one and again we we already had known this but the fact that we now have this evidence coming out, right, that it was coordinated, that they had no actual rules on the platform to back up what they did, that. And then also of course the the request coming in from political parties, that to me is what is going to be massive, right? I think that is going to but it, ultimately it does require the Republicans taking charge of the house to actually grow a pair of cojones. Simple as that. And yes, I do say, Gohones. Uh How3,000, what's going on? Welcome back. Thank you for being here. Father Luca, hail y'all. Hope you're having a great Saturday. Happy Feast of St. Francis Xavier. Thank you very much, Father Luca. It's, it's got to be really late slash early where you are. Go to bed. Uh, Master of Gaming, I say, which corporations are less evil in comparison? Netflix with Cuties or Disney with the Mulan live action remake? Um, that is not the worst thing that Disney has done. So I, I'm just gonna stop you right there and say you have to also then include what they did with Baymax, which is creepy as all get out, and then also a lot of the other stuff that they've been doing slash are planning to do in the future. So yeah, I would say that they're they're both evil in in variety in a variety of different ways, right? For some people, you know, they gave up Netflix with cuties, and I completely respect anyone who did. But there's a lot of other things to go after Netflix for. There's a lot of other creepy shows and creepy things that they support that one could easily go after for them. Uh, for Disney, oh man, you've already heard me speak a plethora of reasons for Disney. They're, they're both evil corporations. They are both evil corporations. But the problem with the absolutists out there that say, you must get rid of everything, and how can you still have this subscription? And blah, 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 the issue that comes up is, is twofold. One, a happy wife is a happy life, and my wife uses those platforms. And she does not hold to the same understandings that I do. If I try to explain to her, I would sound like a conspiracy theorist. Even with, with the facts in front of me. Again, that's just the world that we live in today. All right? And, I'm again, happy wife is a happy life. So that's the main thing. But then the other thing, too, it's like, okay, you want to be absolutist? All right. So if you're going to say and be that person that says cancel Netflix, cancel Disney plus. Okay. My guess is that you're probably also against communist China. Okay. So are you going to then put your money where your mouth is? And then are you going to stop buying any and all things that come from China? Good luck having a cell phone that isn't in some way produced in China. Good luck having any piece of technology for that matter coming from anywhere outside of some of the sweatshops in China. Don't play that game. If you're going to try, if you're going to try and play that game, don't play that game. (laughs) So anyway, it just had to be said, had to be said. All right. Let's see. Laura says, I like the Salty Saturday streams because I get a lot of different opinions, points of view. Yeah, that's what I like about it as well. Not all of us agree on everything, which is fantastic. Um, You know, obviously we were talking a lot about the rumors And the rumors being true from the Indiana Jones 5 uh, trailer. But you heard, again, not everyone was just saying, oh yeah, Doomcock was completely right on everything. You had me and you had even Brian coming out to say, okay, he was right on this. But I know that the main point I made was, Oh, he also said Kathleen Kennedy was going to be gone a long time ago and guess what? Kathleen Kennedy ain't gone. He also said that there was a civil war between him uh, between John Favreau and her, that really didn't pan out to be true either. So, ultimately you have somebody who gets a lot of news, gets a lot of information and some of it's credible and some of it's not. And I I can appreciate that he starts off his videos by saying that these are rumors and speculation and and you know, take it with a grain of salt, etc. I am not aware, and please correct me if I'm if I'm wrong. I, I am not aware of him claiming that he was wrong about the Catholic Kennedy thing. So that's what I like about the Salty stream too, though, right? Because you did have people who are very much supportive of him. And again, if you're supportive of him, go right ahead and be supportive of him. I have no issue with anyone being supportive of any of these, you know, these these platforms. But I think it's just important to to also recognize, again, there's nuance here. Sometimes we can sometimes fall into that sense of tribalism. Right. And that's something that we should, I think, as humans try to avoid because there's always going to be nuance to the discussion. Right. Because if you, some people probably are listening to this thinking, oh, he just said that he hates Doomcocks. Like, I never said those words at all. I even admit that he gets good information from time to time, he also gets bad information. So it's about the nuance. Don't turn any of the new YouTube personalities. Don't turn Elon Musk. Don't turn me. Don't turn anything other than God into a God. Anyway, Father Lucas says, I offered a mass today for you and the Asgardian community. Hope you don't mind. Absolutely, Father. Thank you so very much for your prayers and for offering up the sacrifice of the mass for us. Thank you. Though it is definitely something where I imagine it has to be kind of odd when you are offering up the intentions and you are thinking about a group and community called the Asgardian community. (laughs) Even I, as a devout traditional Catholic from time to time, I'm like, yeah, it definitely does sound a bit odd. Uh, Damian walking with the five. What's going on? Rob D. Uh, Hello. Odin watched the 1987 master's universe film with Dolph Lundgren this week. I liked it. Wouldn't say it was objectively good. Was surprised Courtney Cox was in it. Nice. Jeremy from ripped soy jeans was complaining about Elon feed as well. Yeah. Again, it doesn't surprise me. Just, it's easy to complain about things. I know I do. Remember Sci-Fi? Elon is lucky he didn't Minecraft himself with two to the back of the head while hanging from a tree. Yes, in Minecraft, of course. Uh, let's, just, let's just say we should be happy that Hillary Clinton is nowhere near him. Because if, if she was, well, let's just say the Minecraft world would be very different. 70B says, where is your plushie? That's not fair. The other people got one. So 70B, we're doing it in stages. So if you notice, there's only the two from Friday Night Tights uh, specifically, right? Only two of us so far have a plushie. So right now it is the Gary plushie and the as plushie. And so it's going to be in sets of two. So that campaign is going to last for another, what, 10 days or so. After that, there will then be another set, another campaign released. I want to say I'm either in the second or third set. So once it's because they're working on it right now, they actually just contacted me the other day about questions about the design um some they're they're about to basically mock up the design for me to approve so that's why i think i might be the second or third at the very least so yeah uh, uh, an odin plushie from friday night tights will be available uh probably start of the close to the start of the new year so it's happening no worry don't you worry the device says a whole pizza with pineapple crazy i agree i agree Uh, Jess Pena, probably old news, but Brittany Venti seems to think that Top Gun Maverick is overrated and boring. Your thoughts? She's entitled to her opinion. Again, that seems that is a very subjective approach saying, hey, I think it's overrated. I think it's boring. That's her subjective experience. Subjectively, I love it. But it's also as someone who has seen not just seen a lot of movies, but has also studied film and I'm not trying to come across as elitist at all, but it is something where when you are someone that is able to look at a movie in a way where you, you notice things such as lighting, such as textures, such as, um, uh, <laughs> this one just came to my head. This one is just completely, by the way, just it is a real thing, but I, I'm just pulling it out just because I. It's gonna. I'm trying to make myself sound smart. Uh, the mise en scène, uh, as it were. Look, look, look that one up. But <laughs> I regret saying that one. The mise en scène, anyway. Um, but when you know what to look for, like you're able to recognize when things are objectively good, and the objective flaws that exist. All films have objective flaws. The question is, do, do the objective flaws outweigh the uh, objective goods within the film itself, and There's no denying Top Gun Maverick is objectively a good film. Now, there are plenty of objectively good films that people don't like. For instance, uh, there is a film that many consider to be the greatest of all time in, um, oh my goodness, why am I blanking on it? Rosebud. Citizen Kane, right? Many people believe Citizen Kane is the greatest film of all time. And I know many people who have seen Citizen Kane thought it was boring. But even I, who am not the biggest fan of Citizen Kane, have to admit, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the film, to be honest. I understand and recognize why it's good. I still recognize why it is one of the best, um, or seen as one of the best films of all time. But I personally was not a big fan. So it's, again, about breaking that thing down uh father luke says your faith is great if you're willing to risk eating a pineapple pizza <laughs> General says, jeremy is a fake nintendo fanboy if he was a real fanboy he would know that pokemon is way more profitable than mario and detective pikachu didn't even come close see i don't know as much about video games and profit margins so um again i would assume pokemon is 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 very lucrative but then i also recognize that mario is also lucrative too Alice McCarthy says, I'd rather watch She-Hulk and Captain Marvel back-to-back snuggled up with Brie Larson and Jamila Jamil than eat pineapple pizza. Dang. Uh, super. Hey, what's up, my dude? Sorry I'm a little late. Uh, before I forget, I feel like it's been a while. Hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Keely Chow, I'd rather watch season one of Batwoman than eat pineapple pizza. Well, I'm glad that we have some, some, some right-thinking people on the channel. Uh, Rob D says, I think if you lose... Lose the bet with Jeremy. You have to see Avatar 2 opening night. If Jeremy loses, he has to watch, like, comment nicely on every video on Brie Larson's YouTube channel. Yeah, I mean, that's when you get more complicated. because here's the thing. I don't want to see Avatar 2, but, I mean, it's going to... I know Gary Gary is going to give it to us for homework. So, King Rumsky over on Rumble says, I gladly pay you Wednesday for <laughs> a hamburger today. Ah, I see what you did there. Uh, Over on Odyssey, I know there's been some comments. Abomination says, OBS audio is odd. I don't know how bad it is when it says you're peaking. I never saw a problem when I let it go into the red. Yeah, that's the thing with me as well. Like sometimes I know it's because I restarted my computer and it doesn't always set the internal Microsoft levels back to where it was. Um, Because again, on, on my board, I'm set right now at like the middle. And I'm, I'm reaching, even on my board, I'm only reaching like around like negative 15 or so dB. Um, so I, yeah, I, I don't get it. That's the one thing I've never been able to understand is how my board can say one thing and how OBS can say something completely different. Um, it makes no sense to me. Let's see. Abomination says you think these uh, those emojis are weird. Check out some of the new Odyssey stickers. Oh boy, yeah, those are quite quite odd. <laughs> and then Jakwasov says with rising fuel costs and heating bills these days, uh, Chinese sweatshops are now just called shops. I regret nothing. Dang. Wow. Okay. Well, that was just said. Master of gaming. I hope you don't eat pineapple on pizza. I think Mario movie will hit seven hundred fifty to seven hundred fifty or five hundred million worldwide. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking eight hundred. If I think, I'm thinking if it's a decent film, I could see it doing seven to, this is a wide range, but we're also far off from its release, seven to nine, seven to 900. If it's a fine movie, if it's an amazing movie, okay, now we're talking 900 plus, uh, if it's a bad movie, seven, seven fifty. but again, we'll have to wait and see physics channel with Kenny Lee. What is going on? Bruce says the minions are tight. Wow. 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 Sherry Allen says, let's hope Jeremy eats the pineapple pizza. Good luck with the win. Uh, Good luck to win the wager. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I I do as well. And again, I would not have made the wager unless I had a lot of confidence. And and I do. Again, I am not always right when it comes to the box office. Trust me. I have plenty of videos that one could look at. Remember that there was a time early on in the Wakanda Forever that I said a a billion was a possibility. Even my own charting says that a billion is, is within the realm of possibility. But again every weekend's different, numbers change, metrics change, all these other things happen over time. And so sometimes the uh, the trends can change and you can end up being wrong. And I have absolutely been wrong before. You can look at my own charting. Here's the thing. I have charts that are publicly available on my website, OMBReviews.com, where you can see whether or not my, my predictions, my projections, right, the methodology that I use was correct or not. So... I got I got nothing to hide there. Uh, Dan Blackroyd, what is going on? Thanks for being here. Uh, I, again, I still think, because I know that Jeremy brought that up as well, Chris Pratt is not going to have a major impact on the box office. I really don't. I really, really, really don't. Um, I, I think that there will be people that will see it because of him being in it and because they like him. But then you have to also take into account the people who won't see it because they don't like him. So that's why that one's never really been a good argument, I think, because it's not about the person. It's about the person in what they're doing. People did not go see Top Gun Maverick because Tom Cruise was in it. They went to go see it because it was a good movie that had Tom Cruise in it, and it was because of Tom Cruise that the film was good. Because of how much work he did behind the scenes to make everything on the screen look as phenomenal as possible, getting all of those actors through training and and aerial stunts and, and all those things, right, that they had to go through, right, with the actual military trained pilots who were flying them uh, with the actors being in the back, right. That's why it did well. Tom Cruise himself did not result in that film making over a billion dollars. Chris Pratt himself did not result in Jurassic World getting close to, like, getting, well, just just barely over a billion dollars, right? There are so many other factors that impact those numbers. And so, especially when you're dealing with a voice actor, that's the other thing. We're not dealing with a live action here. If this was live action, Chris Pratt would have a little bit more pull, but because he's only doing the voice acting, not a lot of people are going to be seeing that trailer and saying, oh, look who's in the movie, I'm going to go see that now. They're going to say, wait, Chris Pratt, oh yeah, Mario did sound just like Chris Pratt, and that could keep them from going to go see it. Anyway. All right, once it jumps on me again, I will do my Wednesday review, I promise, again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I am just very, very far behind. Yeah, all these new emojis. They're so interesting. They're so interesting. Gosh, I don't know if I could eat an entire pineapple pizza. I don't know if my teeth could handle it. Forever Sci-Fi, if it was floor pineapple pizza, you could have gotten Ryan in on the bet. Oh, I was trying to get Ryan in. I was trying to do like a parlay. I was going to say, if, if if neither of us throw up from this, since we're both not fans of this, right, and there is that risk, especially for me. I have that gag rix. I'm, I'm just going to put it out there now. Um, again, that's how confident I am in, in in the film not getting to a billion. Um, but I was like, yeah, I think that Ryan should get on it. And I would love for him to have to do something with Vegemite. Uh, Oz McCarthy, uh, I'm a few years older than you. And I just ate a whole pepperoni pizza before the stream. Yes, 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 yes. yes. But it, it's again, it's, it's about... Could I, do I have the capacity to, versus should I, and will I have regrets? <laughs> so, two two different things. I meant the second. Chris Rose, what's going on? Welcome, Rome is falling. I would have suggested for the bets, you shave your beard and keep it off for a year. If you lose, and Jeremy would not uh, be able to wear the hat for a year. Oh, no, no, no. If, if it was going to be a hair versus hair, it would be he would have to shave his head bald. That That would be the only fair way. I shave my beard; it grows back, and then he shaves his head. But I've I've said this for a long time now. I would gladly shave my beard off for charity. So if we on Friday Night Tights or we here in Asgard ever come up with a a good charity to donate with, and a and and more importantly, a transparent, legitimate way, as transparent as possible way of raising that money, because again, when it comes to raising money for charity, I am you know, sadly, um, and again, shame, shame on me for this, but I'm sadly just not as knowledgeable. That's something that I know I, I should probably, I could probably reach out to drunk three because I know that he would know a lot more about it, but that's something where I would be like, Hey, yeah, if we are able to raise X amount of money, I will shave my beard because hair grows back. And if that could somehow be the motivating factor for people who both love and hate me to support a charity, That'd be awesome. And I do the same thing with my school as well. It's like, hey, if y'all want to raise money for, you know, for being able to keep the school running or to add things to the school, right, or, or to do anything like that, I would gladly put, you know, shaving my beard on the table. Because, again, it grows back. Jeremy Zakowski says, I already sick to my stomach just thinking of pineapple pizza. You're not the only one. <laughs> Oh, man. Great it says. I agree with you. The Mario film is not making a billion dollars in the box office. I just I, Again, I just don't see it. Theoretically, is it possible? Sure. Is it likely? No. All right. So with that, let me just check in with my uh, first off with Odyssey. Abomination says, the way I see game movies is that I'm a gamer and I play games and I get a different experience when I play games versus watching someone else play the game. For example, God of War Ragnarok. People would have a severely different experience watching it versus playing it. Yes, Abomination, you are right on the mark with that. And that was the point I was trying to bring up with Jeremy last night. He was trying to say, The, 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 uh, the Switch, it's, I, and I, this is a terrible impersonation, by the way, but this is how you, this is always how anyone impersonates anyone. You make them sound stupid, right? Um, you know, the Switch, it's, it's, the, it's the highest selling game machine in the world, and, and Mario is the highest selling property. It's like, yes, yes. If we were talking about a new game reaching a record, Okay. That's not my forte, so one, I wouldn't have taken that bet in the first place, and two, I probably would have ended up agreeing with you, but it's a different medium, just as you said, very rightly, Abomination, right, over on, again, Odyssey fam is on fire today, just because something is successful as a video game does not mean that results in tickets bought. People don't go buy tickets to a movie adaptation of a video game just because they play the video game. Warcraft is a great example of that. Warcraft, massive game. Millions of people, I'm assuming, millions of people have played it. Not so much when it comes to the movie. For various reasons. Again, as you said, very different to play the game and have fun versus watching someone else play the game, let alone watch an adaptation of of a character from a myriad of games you know forever sci-fi the transformers trailer still showed the same issue during the big battle they show i still couldn't tell who is who yeah uh here he is gary banjo sandwich worthington i knew that he was gonna rub this in my face r.i.p usa soccer you need to stick to the sports where so you can play well well hey at the very least you uh put the soccer ball up there so uh i, I appreciate that yeah but ultimately it comes down to this gary G- gary banjo Sandwich again. Obviously, I was cheering for the U.S. They play terribly. I mean, I feel so bad for the U.S. goalie. He was on fire. He did such a great job. But every goal was not his fault. Every goal, it was someone who was missing coverage. It was broken coverage. Um, And that's what made me mad about it the most. I like seeing teams go up against each other where the goals seem to be earned. Right where where it's like someone fakes somebody out or 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 someone is able to, um, you know, to curve the ball in such a way where people are trying right the best that they can and that they're still able to 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 go around it. But when you see things where it's like, oh no, this guy just clearly wasn't covering the guy he was supposed to, and then this guy was open, and I, I don't like that one as much. So, but yeah, they lost, and again, it's because a lot of them did not play well. The goalie though was 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 fantastic. All right, um. Anyway, I got distracted by that. Let me go to Rumble. Kinkane Rumschke says, do you get any hate mail from Hawaii? No, I don't. I, I haven't gotten any mail from Hawaii, in fact. I've gotten mail from a lot of different places, including Australia, Western Australia specifically. And uh, I've also gotten mail from, where is it, Malaysia, I believe? Or I've at least sent things to Malaysia. I think the, the furthest away that I've received a package from is probably Western Australia but have never gotten anything from Hawaii. All right, let's talk about Wednesday. So Wednesday is a new show. It is on Netflix. It is, of course, all about Wednesday Adams. Wednesday Adams is at a regular high school, which I thought was a weird way to start it because why would the Adams family ever have her in a normal setting? I, I, again, I don't know. That just seemed kind of odd. And it starts off with her, her brother being bullied. And even though she clearly has that very macabre view of family and loves but hates her brother, Uh, doesn't like the fact that someone else is bullying her brother, and so what does she do? She puts piranhas in the swimming pool, which, again, my brain immediately went to, would those piranhas not, like, die immediately? (laughs) And I I know it's a show, and you're supposed to suspend your belief, right, and things like that, but, like, that's where my mind went, because it was the only way I could distract myself from the bad CGI of the piranha, so it's like I was either going to hit it with the piranha, or I was going to hit it with something else. So, anyway, um, so so that was a bit odd. Now I see someone has mentioned in the chat in, on Odyssey about well, in the '90s live action, they're sent to summer camp. Yes, but remember, you're given an ex- you're given an explanation as to how they get to that point, whereas with this show it just starts you off there, right? If you didn't have Debbie in <laughs> Add Instalee Values, right, twisting uh, Gomez and, and Morticia to believe something that was not true um, and and basically just trying to work her way into the family and to send the kids off to summer camp, then and that would not have ever happened, right? That's the only reason why it actually does go through. Whereas with this one, it just starts off that way. So again, min- minor quibble, all right? Minor quibble. So, don't don't take that as like me trying to, you know, tear you know destroy the show already. So this leads to her eventually going to Nevermore, which is a school for for the weird kids, right? It's it's a school for the I'm actually blanking on the names uh, that they, they give themselves, but basically they view everyone else as normies, and they are again the name that they call themselves. Uh, Miss... You know, the name that they call themselves mistakes me. Uh, mistakes me? Escapes me. Um, but that was a little odd itself because of the naming. I was like, okay, that's kind of an interesting naming scheme there. I don't quite understand. Outcast, thank you. Am- Ambrose Chamberpot, thank you. So yeah, they call themselves outcasts, right? And so they're werewolves, vampires. Vampires who can actually sit outside in the sun and they just need to wear sunglasses? But I guess it's kind of also cloudy, and so there's a little shade, and so they're fine. That again, I, at least they weren't sparkling. But I, I definitely did not like that interpretation of vampires. I, I thought that was just a little, a little bit too off. Um, and then you also, of course, have uh, some moments where it is something that I think could definitely be conceived to be woke. Um, one of those examples is it was a very clear example of woke language and ideology, right? At one point, uh, one of the guy characters is telling Wednesday Adams something, explaining something, and she point blank says, Are you really trying to mansplain to me? So hearing Wednesday Adams say mansplain made me very much cringe. I was like, Oh gosh. However, the reason why I said it's a bit of a mixed bag with the woke stuff is because. You had a moment like that where Wednesday Adams says Mansplain and yet what happens? The guy ends up being correct and she ends up realizing that she's kind of been put in her place. So that I think is what is able to that's what helped me get into the show. Like I got into the show because the 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 standout to me, the thing that makes the show worth watching. Because right? there's there's some things in there that are not that great. The CGI, as I said, is terrible. Right, If I, if I wasn't going after the piranhas in the swimming pool, someone, J.S. Pena, I know, yeah, they wouldn't have died immediately. But you know what I mean. If, if a fish is being dropped into chlorine-filled water, they're not going to be like, oh, I'm going swimming directly. No, they would have been like, you know, at least the process of dying or being at least very confused would have been happening. And again, I know, I'm, I can't, it's, it was hard for me to, to again, completely get give into the world that they were creating from the very beginning. It was a little too early in the show for me to buy into that completely, all right? So anyway, but the reason why the show is, is worth watching is because of, I believe her name is Jenna Ortega, who plays Wednesday Adams. She is phenomenal. I never thought that there would be anyone that could hold a candle to... uh uh, Christina, again, I'm blanking on names again. Christina Ricci, I think, I <laughs> might be messing up her name, uh, but Christina Ricci, right? Who played Wednesday Adams in the live action '90s? I didn't think anyone could ever come close to that sense of dry humor, dry wit, dry macabre personality. But Jenna Ortega nailed it. Ricci, thank you. Yeah, it's the first name I wasn't. I wasn't as sure. I, I wasn't as sure about, but. I did not think anyone was going to be able to match what Richie was able to do. And Jenna Ortega, not only does she match it, but she makes the character so much her own. It makes, she makes the character so much her own that it is refreshing to watch. I'm not going to say which one I think is better because I think that they are still different takes on the character. I mean, obviously, they come from a similar vein, but they are very different as far as how they present that type of dry wit, deadpan comedy. But Jen Ortega's version of it is phenomenal. It is spectacular. I would say the show is worth watching, whether you're watching it on Netflix or if you're the per- or one of the many people who have given up on Netflix for very legitimate reasons. If you are able to get access to it through another way, I would say it's worth watching solely for her performance. There's a great moment. There's a fantastic moment where she is at a dance, and she starts dancing, and it is one of the funniest things that I've seen in t- in TV, modern television, in a long time, because her face the entire time has that deadpan, serious, wide-eyed Wednesday Adams persona. But then she's also doing these very weird dance moves. And it is just spectacular. It is hilarious. It's great. Um, so anyway, Jenna Ortega playing Wednesday Addams. It, it, it's worth watching the show just to see her performance as Wednesday. It's just to see that. The other characters in it, I, I, w- I wasn't really as sold on. Uh, Gomez and Morticia are in the show. They're supporting characters, though. And, uh, to be honest, I, I really wasn't the biggest fan of, of their casting. It's not that I, I dislike them as, as, as people, but I just thought that they probably could have done a little bit better with it in, in the long run. So, so that way I don't mess up again. Like I did, uh, just a a few moments ago. Um, so yeah, Christina Ricci, I thought that it was Christina. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't a hundred percent sure on that. So, um, But anyway, let me pull up the list here so that way I can make sure I can get these right. Now, of course, it has it in the weirdest order possible. So I I said that it was going to help me, but now it looks like it's actually making things a little bit worse for me. And that is driving me completely nuts. But anyway, I thought that there was a bit of miscasting when it came to uh, Morticia, when it came to Gomez in this case. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that when it comes to Gomez, my mind immediately goes to Raul Julia, right? Raul Julia is the one that that I go to every single time when I think of Gomez Adams. And I know that he may not be exactly what the original cartoon, the version of Gomez that it was based on. But in my head, when it comes to live action renditions, no one can top Raul Julia. And so when they cast people like Catherine Zeta-Jones as Morticia, she was fine. She did an okay job. Again, I think that as far as the acting for her, it wasn't bad. But Louise Louise Guzman, they, they cast Louise Guzman to be Gomez. And though I think some might try to argue he has the look, closer look to the cartoon version and I think Luis Guzman is hilarious. When you have that high of a bar set by Raúl Julia, I already think that that really puts any actor in a bad situation. So I would rather them have gotten someone who was like a no name, like someone who was maybe even just known for stage acting, come in just to give a a little bit more of a grounded. And by grounded, I don't mean in reality because obviously they're meant supposed they're, they're supposed to be like. You know, super. There's a supernatural quality to the Adams, but just something that wasn't like, oh, it's Luis Guzman. This isn't. This is. This is not uh, Gomez and Morticia. At least with Catherine Zeta-Jones, she is doing something that separates herself from from the actual real life person, right? She's actually falling into a character. Luis Guzman is just Luis Guzman, and it's again. You're. I think that he's funny, but no, not. I. He does not fit. He just does not fit and it was distracting every moment he was on screen because I was like, one, clearly you're not Raul Julia, but also two, I I just don't think you were cast well for this. And going back to, as I said, I I don't think that Catherine Zayna Jones was, was terrible, but I think that they really missed an opportunity here. I think what they really should have done is they should have made Christina Ricci Morticia. And I think it would have been hilarious and a great callback and a great throwback, especially to the live action films, if Christina Ricci came back as Morticia. I think that she could easily pull that role off. And then you bring back as well Mr. Universe, who plays Joel Blicker in the Addams Family Values. I think that would have been hilarious. If the, the, the same people, right, who played the kids who fell in love, and then the second one ends when, you know, again, I'd you know, Wednesday has that great line in values where she's like, it's like I'd scare him to death, basically. Um, I think that that would have been just that much better. And again, David Crum uh David Crumholtz, by the way, played uh Joel Glicker. He was Mr. Universe in Serenity. That that's why that was the first thing that came to my head. But yeah, bring David Crumholtz In to play Gomez. Yeah, it it may not make sense visually, but at the very least, you don't have Luis Guzman coming in to play Luis Guzman, and it it makes no sense as to why the casting happened in the first place. At least for this one, there would be a reason for the actual casting itself, if if you know what I mean, right? So anyway, uh that that's just like the own like I guess if I had fantasy booking for it, right? That's like I think kind of like the top two. I will say this as well, though, that the young, uh, the young kid that they have playing uh, Pugsley is great. Very limited role in the show; doesn't do a whole lot, so it doesn't really require a lot of range. But the reason why I especially uh, appreciate his performance is because is actually more so because I think that they did a great job casting him. Because it, for anyone else who's watched it, is not the little kid who's playing Pugsley a a dead ringer for a possible grandchild great-grandchild of Raul Julia when, when every time he was on screen I was like this kid could be related to Raul Julia which made it even weirder that Luis Guzman was their father <laughs> again it, it just that that was a little bit too much for me but I know it I know it's me sounding like I'm crapping on it you know a lot and I think there is stuff worthy of criticism though, right? I'm going to give you my honest assessment of, of this and anything else that I ever I ever watch. But I think that the show is able to, specifically from the performance given by Jenna Ortega as Wednesday Adams, just knock your socks off. I mean, she's on screen the vast majority of time and she is freaking phenomenal. You have Gwendolyn Christie, who plays the uh, the principal at the school. She does a really great job as well. You have a lot of the other kid actors that also, uh, you know, a lot of the high school uh, kids playing the high school characters that do a good job. Christina Ricci is in the show, but she's a different character. She's she's this character, Marilyn Thornhill, and ultimately, I I think that she was miscast, but not even just that. I I think that she was underutilized. I wish that they had utilized her just a little bit more. I I think that it would have been a, a lot better um, had they actually done that, you know, had they actually been able to, to pull that off. Um, and I think the last thing that I will, I will say as far as um, uh, performances are concerned, um, I'm going to give a shout out to a random person. So the actor's name is Victor Dorobantu, and he is the actor who plays thing in the show for a moment. I, and again, I don't know if the guy who did thing from the live action 90s films is still still around or not. Part of me almost thought like, oh, the, the way in which thing is moving, it reminded me a lot of like, just again, someone who knew what they were doing. I will say kudos to this guy because he has no credits to his name on IMDb, but his his, again, it sounds weird, but his hand acting is great. And the character of thing as well is actually something to behold when you are able to just by the use of one's hand with no actual dialogue, convey emotion, convey, um, uh, personality to such a degree that, that this actor does in the show, it is just fantastic. Yeah. He, he basically is like a, a, sidekick secondary character has a lot of screen time and where the CGI of the piranha was awful, was just abysmal. They continued to do a great job with the CGI that they had to do, or really like the removal of the person doing the hand act. Because almost every single scene that thing is in, it looks like the actual person's hand. It doesn't look like they're they're CGIing anything other than, obviously, you know, cutting off the person as it were. But it's really a great job. It really is a great job. And again, that should tell you something, right? When I am praising, right, a a hand actor where all you see is his hand, I think that tells you that there is something special to be said about this show. It's this guy's performance, again, giving a personality to a hand. That's already a feat in and of itself. But Jenna Ortega as well. I think it's worth seeing for Jenna Ortega's performance. I think she is phenomenal. I think that she does a great job. Now... Some people have asked about some of the controversy surrounding it. I know that uh, early on there was some conversation about—I don't know if it was the actress, I don't know if it was the producers' interviews, where some comments were made about feeling it was important to have a Hispanic actress playing uh, Wednesday. Again, I-, I don't know if that was you know what was said or not, and if that is the reason why and the motivation as to why they went with um, you know only. Seeing certain actors audition, for instance, I think that's garbage. As you all know, I I just think that type of ideological, right, identitarian uh, nonsense is just stupid and it's destroying a lot of things. But what I will say is that luckily they got a great actress that is able to far surpass any of that. You don't think about anything as far as like her background, When you're watching the show. Because she is Wednesday Adams, She becomes Wednesday Adams, And I I just think that that is something that needs to be mentioned. Now apparently there has been some controversy around the show as well. Because the show has been called. Interestingly enough also. Has been called um, racist. Because the bullies are African American. Or are, are black. Whatever the modern day nomenclature is. Not like I care. But what's weird about it is that there's one person in the normies who is a part of a group who is a bully. And then there's a group of kids at the school and there's like one or two who are there and the group at school, they're not really bullies as much as they're just different packs and treating people differently because they're different packs. So the one group of bullies who are the normies is a multiracial group so any of that complained about, again, anyone who's making that claim about the show is an idiot. <laughs> I don't like to use that often. As you all know, I try to stay away from the, oh, you're just a you know, moron. You have no intellect. You... But anyone who's saying that clearly has not watched the show and has no idea what they're talking about. So anyway, Wednesday is a phenomenal show. I highly recommend it. You're definitely going to have moments though, where we're going to say, Ugh, I don't know about this. Um, but Jen Ortega steals the show. And again, that guy, Victor, who did the hand acting for thing and the fact that they did use an actual practical hand, cause think about it in modern Hollywood, they could have gone full CGI with the hand and it would have probably looked awful. And I would be having a very different conversation about it, but thank goodness they decided to use a real person for that. And then just to have them be taken out of the image because it looked Fantastic. It looked fantastic. So anyway, those are my thoughts. Let's go ahead and dive back into your comments. Uh, Let's head over to Rumble first. What's going on, Rumble? Uh, Decepticons Forever, tagged to say, I found individual aspects of the show good. As a whole, I found the show very lackluster and borderline Riverdale, Pretty Little Liars, Vampire Diaries-esque. Yes, Decepticons, that is actually, I think, a good way of describing the show as a whole, right? I think the show is worth watching specifically, right? Because of Jen Ortega's performance. And yes, even the performance of, of, of thing, but the show as a whole, I think you're absolutely right. It absolutely has that, that CW vibe at times to it. The roommate, for instance, of Wednesday is very much insufferable and not in a good way um she has some moments where you see some nuance in her performance but for the most part you're like i just yeah i'm i guess i'm supposed to find you annoying but there's finding someone annoying because they're supposed to be and you actually enjoy that because you enjoy the actor doing that whereas in this case it's like no you're the person's just annoying the person doing the performance is just annoying on their own (laughs) it doesn't it doesn't feel like they're performing at all um so yeah you you absolutely have those those like (laughs) I don't want to say high school musical aspects because there's no, there's no musical aspect of it, right? There's no singing or anything. Um, there's dancing, obviously, as I mentioned. And at one point, you also have this playing of of the stand-up bass, which is fantastic. It's a great rendition of a, of a song done there. Um, but uh, but yeah. I totally agree. Decepticons forever. So thank you for that comment over on Rumble. Let me head back over into YouTube. We're at 724. It's 814 in real life, so I'm well over half an hour behind, so please be patient with me. And again, if you have comments or questions, put at Odin and I will try to get to all of them before we end in 15 minutes. Joey Horn sounds good to me, says... Not peeking. There it is. Uh, General Wingster, what's going on? Chris Rose, tag to say, the Casey Anthony documentary is messed up. That woman is still a lunatic. Yeah, I remember hearing about it, and I was like, nope. Uh, I don't want to watch it just on principle. <laughs> so, Michael Hill says, don't know, but I got him. Oh, about the emojis, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, Bruce, look at that. Look at those emojis. Wait, YouTube's getting fun with emojis? That's in, that's interesting. Alice McCarthy says, those emojis are on all YouTube channels. Ah. I guess they're trying to keep things interesting. <laughs> they're already screwing up so much as far as their content moderation and their <laughs> ability and their and their ad revenue stuff. They're already doing so well there, right? They're, they're doing such a great job with that. They, they got to be able to distract people somehow with, oh, look, new weird emojis. Hey, at least it's something. G monkeys like not the curls. It's gotta happen at some point. Always gotta happen at some point. Seventy B's talking about Vix Vapor Rub. I guess uh, now comes in a lavender scent. Uh, that actually, uh, that sounds that sounds nice. Rob D. Did they give Baby Thor the blue, colorful fishy apron for his haircut? Um. Oh, I forgot. I forgot what was on the apron. Um. But he did get a little apron. It was adorable. He was in a little car. So he was having fun. He was in a little, like, taxi uh, car. And uh, he also brought his bun bun, right? His his favorite stuffed animal we call bun bun. It's obviously a bunny. Um, And uh, so bun bun came with him and was underneath. (laughs) It was really cute. Um, But, yeah, the whole time, too, he was just – he was actually fine. Didn't cry or anything. It was great. Uh, Bruce says, I have Twitter just to read comments linked for LinkedIn discords. I have to keep removing new followers with only Chinese, Japanese lettering in their info. Yeah. And again, I think that Elon is definitely taking care of a lot of it. One thing that I uh, recently retweeted because I think it's just that darn important and it doesn't get nearly as much attention um, is the fact that Elon apparently has also done a lot. Uh, so Eliza blue, I first found out about her through one of the Tim Cash shows and um she uh, mentions this. Uh, and th- this is, again, I think is so important. Uh, Eliza said this four hours ago. She said, Twitter not only dropped the first Twitter files yesterday, in the last 24 hours, they have removed 44,000 child exploitation material profiles. And then went on to say that Elon has done in a little over a month more than what Twitter did between 2013 and 2022 when it came to child exploitation. So if for any other reason to support the guy, I mean, at least he's doing something about that, you know? So, yeah, again, you can have various opinions about Elon Musk. I think he's a genius in certain ways. I think he's in and over his head in other ways. I disagree with him heavily on certain things, but... He's doing a lot of great stuff, and I, I think that might actually be, uh, other than what he's doing by exposing the corruption within our media and, and political class, I think even more important is what he is doing to end the exploitation of children, or at the very least to curb the exploitation of, of children. So, Bruce says, my goal is to maintain zero followed and zero followers. Hmm, Interesting. That is an interesting goal. Michael Hill, nothing will change politically, bread and circuses. Yeah, I mean, I think that is what I also believe as far as, again, do I think that the Republicans taking over in the House are going to actually do anything of value? I don't. But right now, they're the only hope that I have as far as Congress is concerned. Because we know the Senate's not going to do a darn thing. Um, and, And we also know that the president isn't going to do a darn thing that's good for, for most people. So might as well go with the, the, uh, the evil that might do some good. Cause as you all know, I'm independent. I, I don't like either of the political factions. I think they're all garbage. Um, but I gotta go with the, the one that's at least got a chance to do something, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see, I'm woke and live in a cabin in the woods, that's just fun I just wanted to read that, uh, Forever Sci-Fi China would have collapsed a long time ago if not for our politicians selling all of our manufacturing to them, it's really hard to find something they aren't involved in yeah, exactly Forever Sci-Fi, so that's why as I said for the people that are try to, that try to be absolutist with boycotting all of these different groups and everything again, if you personally are wanting to and able to boycott a specific company for a reason I fully support you in that but don't then come after people cuz again i've i've been guilty of gatekeeping for certain things i remember with youtube right there was a time when it was monetized and i decided to turn off the super chat button i said if you want to support the channel you got to go through streamlabs and i was forcing people to make a choice and that was not good that 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 was not good of me to try to force that on anybody um But there are people out there who have that mentality then say, oh, you still have Netflix, but you talk about it. It's like, yes, because I still want to be able to use whatever platform I have, as small as it is, to to talk about things that are important, to be able to call these people out for for the garbage that they do. But also, I am of the mindset that if I'm going to try to live with a I'm going to boycott all bad things. Again, good luck trying to do almost anything. Because if we agree that Netflix and Disney are evil, corrupt corporations, then you would have to then also agree that the Chinese Communist Party is an evil group. And yet, you will absolutely be using technology in your day-to-day life that at some point, some element of it was manufactured in China. Most likely, and at some point by by slave labor does that mean that you're now going to get rid of all of your things and going to stop buying all again if you're able to do that more power to you but if you're not gonna and you're not willing to because guess what how are you watching this stream on a computer or on a phone what is the chance that that phone or that computer has components that were made in a sweatshop in china it's essentially guaranteed just saying All right. Let's see. Dan Blackroyd has that to say. Um, and again, I think that there's something to be said. Let's see. Uh, we do have a, 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 a super chat from Does this dress make my ass look big? <laughs> Thank you for the super chat. It says, Type in eating pineapple pizza in main search engine image. Sh- uh, should be top left image with the title in the picture. Also, Guinness for largest slice. Um, I don't know exactly what you mean by that, but I'm, I'm also concerned. I'm glad that I have safety filters on because I'm a Christian. <laughs> it's sad to say, that, say it in that way, but it's like, yeah. Okay. In the images in the top left, is that the rock? Am I supposed to be seeing the rock? Eating pineapple on pizza—is that what I was supposed to see? Because that's the upper left. Should be top left image. I'm disgusted by it. That's all I can say. I am disgusted by it. I'm not even going to share that screen with you because uh, I don't want to make anyone on screen uh, on stream throw up. Who owns the nuance? Says Stephanie B. Well, c- clearly I do. Michael Hill found at Walmart is funding transgenderism. Uh, day drag show i.e drag shows for kids etc i only buy food there because it's cheaper but trying to get away from them now exactly so and that's what i think is the more realistic path right is okay what can i do right practically to be able to move away from these types of groups right for instance amazon i think amazon is very problematic and so therefore i signed up and again it was because of my as guardian community that i was actually able to find out about this they have the Amazon smile program where everything you buy a very small percentage, very small percentage goes to support charity. So it's like, hey, at the very least, when I purchase things, I can at the very least have that money or part of that money. One of my puppies is having sleep dreams and it's adorable because they they bark and, and boof in their sleep. I don't know if you can hear it or if it's being picked up or not, but it's adorable. It's the cutest thing in the world. Um <laughs> anyway so um but with that being said at the very least it means that any of the money that goes to support them right by buying their products at least part of it is going to support a a good organization you know Oh she woke herself up Hey Will yeah. <laughs> oh she was having such a dream you you probably heard her barking towards the end oh were you chasing something were you chasing something huh (laughs) sweet baby (laughs) literally she's 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 doing the growl and then all of a sudden i I look at the corner of my eye in the mirror and i see her head go up it's like oh she woke herself up uh let's see yeah pizza oden plush it'll be a templar night with pizza Bongo, pineapple on pizza. Why would anyone ruin a pizza like that? I completely agree. Completely agree. Uh, let's see. Bane Rack says, you saying whether someone likes a given film or not is subjective? Uh, yeah, again, there's a subjective and an objective element. Herb Sci-Fi, like Cinnamon Sin says, no movie is without sin. Again, that is a fact. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Chat says, "Fun fact: If it wasn't for Citizen Kane, there would be no episode of Tiny Toot Adventures that was a parody called Citizen Max." Boom! There you go. Absolutely, master of gaming. I'd rather watch Huey U- 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 Bowl films than eat pineapple on pizza. Well, dang. Any Like Stuff channel, welcome to the channel. Thanks for being here. Uh, First, I hope Avatar fails miserably after hearing Cameron's comments on testosterone. Yeah. Uh, I yeah I I, I mean I put this on Twitter. I think the first film is reason enough to not see the second film, but if you want more reasons to, hey, go ahead and look up what James Cameron has said just recently. Uh, but that does bring up, as I said, right now, the tracking for Avatar Way of Water, which opens up on the 16th of December. Right now, it's tracking to have a 150 million to 180 million opening domestic weekend, and their long term forecasting has it making 4, 526 to 741 million domestic. So basically, these early numbers are indicating that it's guaranteed to make a billion, and that is about its break-even. Uh, as the uh, projected budget on the film is a little over three hundred million dollars, it's like between three and four hundred million dollars, uh, which would put the break-even roughly around a billion. Uh, and it's going to do that. It's going to be able to make a billion. It's 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 got a chance of unfortunately uh, pushing Top Gun: Maverick off the top spot for the year. Right now, Top Gun Mavericks up there with 1.5 or around 1.5 billion dollars. And since Avatar is expected to make at least 500, I would say, let's say it doesn't make nearly as much as they are projecting. Let's say it makes 26 million less. That still puts it at 500 million. I have no doubt in my mind that it's going to have a massive international showing as the first film did. First film made well over a billion dollars internationally alone. Um, I, I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised at all to see the film make one point, again, over 1.5 billion. I mean, I think a chance of 2 billion is on the table at the very least. Um, likely, I, I I don't think so at this point, but it's on the table at least. It's not getting anywhere close to the first film, though. It's not going to get to the 3 billion. Uh, Jay Pena, by the way, I don't know if you're aware, but Bullet Train's on Netflix. It is, in fact, if you follow me on Twitter, I actually put a screenshot up earlier, uh, telling people of that very fact, saying, "Hey, if you happen to have Netflix, it is now available." Over on Rumble, let's see, Kingan Rumskey tagged to say, "Don't forget to support your local small businesses." Oh yeah, absolutely. I think the the bigger issue with the with that is sometimes it's harder to find where you where you can buy certain small businesses, like where you can buy certain items at these small businesses, right? It's harder to find them, um, and I think that's by design to a certain extent, right? I think the search engines clearly give a lot more attention to you know the bigger box stores, etc. But, yeah, I mean, if, if I had the information in front of me of where to get every single thing that I could ever get um, and not have to use Amazon and the price was at least competitive, that's the other thing, too. That, again, and that is that's that is a tough thing, right? Some people are willing to say, I would rather pay more to support a local small business. But to me, it's like, well, how much more are we, are we talking? If it's a dollar or two, okay. Uh, but if we're talking twenty to thirty dollars difference on certain items, right? Then okay, that that does become a bit of a factor, right? That does become a bit of a factor. Anyway, let us see. We are at eight twenty eight, so we're getting very close to the end of the stream, and I'm gonna try and get through as many of these things as I uh, as I possibly can. Um, Andy likes stuff channel. I just saw Jesus wept, and so yeah. <laughs> Deraise World Dominion barely, barely crawled over the billion dollar mark. Yes. Um, and it was funny because I I had people in in my comment section like going crazy over that saying, You're so wrong, you're so wrong. And it took them I remember the first time that comment was made where I said, I don't think it's gonna hit a billion. The first comment was like a month before. And so it took them a month to get to the point where they finally were able to cross it, like Again, they willed this thing to a billion because right, its official final number, Jurassic World Dominion, one billion three million dollars. <laughs> so as I said, it literally barely made it over the billion dollar mark. Guess what? Its home marketing sales have been estimated twenty one million. Good job. Terrible movie. Again, a lot of it has to do with the fact that it had a massive opening weekend. Um, amidst its international releases. Brightburn, All father, I think you should know that if you just like pineapple pizza so much, you can always pick the pineapple slices off, just like Sausage Tager do with the pepperoni and sausage pizza. But again, with the bet, that would not be possible. With with the bet, that would not be a possibility because that's the whole point of the bet. Master of Gaming says, if people did watch Top Gun Maverick because of Tom Cruise, then why is Rock of Ages a box office flop? Exactly. Exactly. Also, uh, we could also look at his rendition of the mummy. Yeah, remember that box office success? Remember how there was supposed to be an entire dark universe that never went off the ground? Just show forty-seven. What is going on? Thanks for being here. Study B says I gotta go at six forty-seven uh, central, so you'll be modless for a bit. Yeah, it's not six forty. It's not seven forty-seven now. It's eight thirty. Uh, Father Luca says uh, hopefully Odin will forgive me for staying up late but here and there I have to make a sacrifice to hang out with you wonderful people but he is right it's late here so have a great weekend well Father Luca if anyone's going to be forgetting anyone it's you uh, so, <laughs> so thank you for hanging out and uh, hopefully you're able to catch that uh, shout on the replay anyway and uh, hopefully I don't miss any at Odin's. Uh, Rob D says, gamers just do not care about the film television medium. The 2013 Xbox One revealed uh, reveal rather proved this. Yeah, as I said, that I think is probably one of the best arguments against what Jeremy was saying, right? Because Jeremy's main argument is Mario as an IP is huge. And I want to say either his first or second point is the Switch is the most selling system. And it's like... Okay, that does not mean that that person who is playing Breath of the Wild on the Switch and might occasionally play Mario Kart is going to then go spend 13 to $20 to go see a movie. When they could just stay at home and play the game that they already have or play online with the online fee they're already paying for. So, yeah, again, the medium difference has a huge impact, especially when this medium specifically requires you to spend, on average, 13 to $15 for just a ticket. J.S. Pena, besides sins and demons, do you believe in the paranormal? Uh, so, no. Again, anything paranormal in uh, in activity. <sighs> paranormal activity. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> oh, that's how my brain works. So, yeah, for instance, I assume that you mean, like, ghost and, and things like ghost monsters. So, clearly, I don't believe in monsters. With ghost, I think that um, it's either going to be a angelic or a demonic presence. And most likely, it's going to be a demonic one, right? When people say, I've seen my mother or I've seen my loved one, I think it's always important to be very careful with that kind of stuff. Because typically, again, think about it. What do demons want? Demons want you to fall for things that will make you susceptible to to sin. And when you are unable to let someone who has passed on, right? Someone who has died. If you are unable to let go and trust in divine providence, that is how a demon can absolutely get you. It is by making you stuck and not move forward and make you see things that aren't actually there so uh that that's again as far as paranormal goes uh angels and demons is about as far as i'll go jess peña those piranhas would definitely not die immediately as i said by immediately i don't mean like that i i meant more specifically uh that being put into a chlorine filled pool would they would not be swimming all fine and dandy, you know, the way they were. Master game, *As Family Values* is one of the favorite, one of my favorite movies of all time. Jenna Ortega is great in the new show, but Christina, Christina Ricci is better. Yeah, that's definitely a subjective view, uh, for sure, because they're both great for different reasons. But I think Jenna Ortega's is fantastic. Um, yeah, thank you all again for helping me through that. *Forever Sci-Fi*, even *Hotel Transylvania* was more accurate when it came to monsters. Facts, Jeremy Zakowski I would love to see an Artha an Arthas Men. Menethil film or streaming series. Arthas was one of the best characters in Warcraft. I think Henry Cavill could be could could be on board playing him. Maybe, 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 maybe. All right. Let's see. Wednesday is like Goth Girl Sheldon Cooper. <laughs> in a way, I think that yeah, I think that's a that's a fair shout. <laughs> yeah, Raúl Juliá absolutely set the bar that high. Yeah. Well, obviously, they shouldn't have, but he passed away many, many years ago, so uh um I think if if you meant maybe that they should not have had Gomez in it at all, then yeah, I would I would totally agree with that for sure. Um, or again, at the very least, do something else other than Luis Guzman. I, I just such was such a weird. yeah, Ambrose, thank you. yes, he looks like as I said, right? He looks like he could be Raul Julia's son or at the very least grandson. I think years-wise would not be able to be his son. But uh, anyway, let's see. Uh, Bainrack says, Did you see the thing where Luis Guzman still gets people asking him about being in Ghost? No, I didn't. Really the live-action as Family movies on Wednesday is way better than two animated movies. Uh, than the two animated movies. Uh, I never saw the two animated movies. I think it's, again, because I think we were very much... Um, I think, we, I think we very much are spoiled off those live actions. Uh, Bainrax, glad to hear, because I know that you were saying that you were a fan of the show. Yeah, uh, David Krumholtz is great. I, I think he's great as well. You know, I think he could pull it off. Um, I, I wouldn't say he's a guarantee, I, again, because it's been a while since I've seen him in things. Um, but even back when he was, you know, back in As Family Values, when he does like the, how do I look? Like, that's the image in my head where I'm like, that would actually be kind of a fun thing to to play at right to have not even have Christina Ricci necessarily be uh, be Morticia but why not have a show where it's grown up Wednesday growing up Joel Blicker because that'd be hilarious (laughs) and then have it be like their son and daughter are are going through the school I think that would be cool because then if Jenna Ortega then is then playing the daughter of Wednesday Adams then it even makes it makes even more sense for her characterizations to be the way they are. I don't know. Like I, again, fantasy booking. I think that it could have just been done a little bit better. Star Poobis, how all well, humans? Yeah, you're running right at the very end of the show. Uh, what did I think about Fester? Yeah, I mean, I I'm actually I don't mind that actor all that much. He one of the he's a, one of the one of the SNL actors, um, and I thought that I thought he was fine. I thought that he did okay, but it's kind of a similar thing too, where I feel like we were already so spoiled with the performance from the live action films. Um, It's just very hard to to compete against it, but I I thought he did fine. Um, I definitely liked him in that role a lot better than the actors. They got to be Morticia and Gomez. Gary Banjo sandwich. Give them a big hand for using a real hand. I know seriously, right? Thank you. Yeah, I, same thing. I know, it's, I know it's not the same thing, but thank you for keeping me honest, at least. Uh, Elon cleaning up them streets. Yeah, seriously. Very, very excited to see what is going to happen going forward. Uh, Mike Healy says, I'm late. What did you think of the Gary 3 trailer? I haven't watched it yet. I hear people say it's good. I just don't care. Let's see. Again, I tried to find it. Uh, does this dress, but I think I saw you have another super chat, which I will get to before the stream ends, so don't worry. Uh, some people saying that they were hearing uh, hearing the, the, the yeah, hearing little willow dream. Uh, glad that you're here. <laughs> get the wabbit, get the wabbit, squirrel. Exactly. All right. Uh, does this dress make my ass look pith? Thank you for another $5. Sus, 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 Super chat says it's a gif by Giphy with that title. Also, Guinness World Records with a man-sized slice. Ah, okay. I'll have to look at that later then. Uh, because we're over time. Mr. Roy, what's going on? Good sir. Thanks for being here. Um Gener says, Odin, your mic is booming out. Y'all said it was fine earlier. Bruh. Uh Jacques Leswave says, seemingly a Romanian magician was cast for Thing, it makes sense to have someone with such digital uh, digital dexterity perform that part. Oh, absolutely. That actually makes a lot more sense. Ozzy has no such hit emojis as this and this and this, but at last... Not the, okay. Abomination. I see, I see what you did there. Uh, let's see. Rumble. Um, is Uche still a part of Geeks and Gamers? To my knowledge, I think he still does Sports Wars, and uh, he also... I'm pretty sure he's still on the uh, Mario Kart streams. I don't get to watch everything, so Uh, *Decepticons Forever* tag to say, especially when historically video games to movies have not been good. We may have had a few successes with Sonic, for instance, but the rule of thumb to be wary and wait for reviews. And really, the first Sonic was only successful, I believe, because the first trailer was so bad in the design. The fact that the director delayed everything to fix it. Made people feel indebted to to that made that made them trust them. I was not a huge fan of the first Sonic film. I just I, I didn't really like the voice actor. I didn't think it was that entertaining. And everyone knows my thoughts on the second one. I, I did not think the second one was was very good at all. I fell asleep. It put me to sleep. Um. So. Uh, so yeah. But General Wingster, I hope that that's not true because. People were saying it was fine earlier, and I really hope that it wasn't gotten screwed up. Ugh. Forever Sci-Fi, do you at least get to choose where the pineapple pizza comes from? As I said, I don't, we haven't worked out the details, but I'm pretty sure um, I'm pretty sure we would. Jazz Pena, yeah, I fortunately still remember Tom Cruise's The Mummy. Yes, I do as well. Gamers would rather watch the movie on their console, says Forever Sci-Fi. Exactly, which means what they're more likely to wait for it to be released on digital and not in theaters. John Platt, what's going on? We are wrapping things up. Let me get to just a few last ones. Marcus Cato. Um, Yeah, there's so many. I want to see more of his movies. Um, One, of course, there's a a religious film he did where he plays Romero, uh, who's now a Catholic saint. I would love to see him in that. Cam Kenny Lee says, they could do an Adult Wednesday similar to Bewitched. Yeah, again, I think that that would be an interesting take on it. I think that that's what they should have done with uh with this one abomination says volume is fine for him um uh, i guess it's more about is the volume fine or is there a peak like again is there a distortion in the sound because that means it's peaking but again i'll have to look at that after the stream today and hopefully it'll all be fixed by then. but seriously thank you all so uh, very much for being here everybody um let's see Uh, People talking about Valiant Renegade, uh, Mexican Iron Man. No, I think both of them are great. I was streaming with Mexican Iron Man earlier. He's a solid dude. And I I also think that Valiant Renegade is a solid dude as well. And one of the things I, I shouted him out in either a stream or a video, because one of the things that he especially focuses on is that, you know, regardless of methodology, when it comes to numbers, the fact is, is that ticket prices are a lot more expensive today. And so when you're looking at these numbers, you have to recognize that, not only are the total numbers down, it means that the total number of people going is even worse. So I totally will give that. I don't agree with his methodology on how he break on how he figures the break even point. I understand where it's coming from, but I just don't agree with it. Again, you can go back. I've been doing this for years. You can go back to find out where I got my original methodology of of the roughly sixty percent that the studio typically gets. All around when everything's said and done, most of that is based upon the fact that studios, and I know that some things have changed with COVID, but some things do remain the same. People often forget the first two weeks of a movie's release are not just important for finding out how much it makes by the end, but it's also when a film tends to make the most, most of its money and not just at the box office in total, but also for the studio, because many studios get a much higher percentage of the box office in those first two weeks. And how do I know this? I worked at a theater. So I know as a fact that studios on average get 90% of the box office in the first two weeks of release. That is, and and how do I know that? Because why do you think popcorn and drinks are so expensive? Because they have to make up for that loss in those first two weeks when they have a lot of people there. So it's actually a good... It's a good deal when you think about it from that perspective because it means that they're going to get a lot more people in. It means that they're going to get, therefore, a lot more sales. They're overcharging on that already, so they are massive profits from it. And then after the third week or so, that deal changes, and so then they keep more of the tickets. And if it's a massive success where, it again, the legs last even longer, then they're starting to make a lot more money on ticket sales and it becomes that much better. But anyway, um, with all that being said... Thank you all so very much for being here today. Uh, I just wanted to end on that point. I have not been able to record my December shout out video. Again, I uh, let's see. Tina says, and that is why I sneak in a lot of stuff. Oops, did I say that out loud? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, oh, uh, sorry, oh, AMC with the crappy restrooms. I'll stick with my Cinemark. <laughs> Yes. 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 I worked at AMC. Not all AMCs are the same though. Uh, some AMCs are, are good and, and have good screen quality. Others are not. Um, Cinemark's the same. All theaters, all theater chains, none of them are perfect. Um, but obviously I would always say to anyone, whatever local theater is the best experience for you, support that theater. Because they should receive the support for providing you with a good experience. And I've had some bad experiences at theaters. The, 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 the AMC that's closest to me is not a very good AMC. Um, I've seen one too many films there where the bulb in the projector has been basically near the end of its life. And that is the thing that drives me craziest the most. I had to watch a terrible film um, that came out. It was the M. Night Shyamalan, Shyamalan Ding Dong film that came out, Right where it is all about time and let's just say there's a lot of light scenes right that occur in the daylight right they're next to a beach and so there's a lot of like white on screen that bulb was flickering because it was near dead and it was almost nauseating how bad it was so old thank you yes that was the film it's forgettable so it makes sense for me to have forgotten the (laughs) to have forgotten the uh the name of it but regardless of that Whatever local theater gives you the best movie-going uh, movie um, experience, go and support that theater. For me, it's actually an AMC 18 that's an extra, you know, 10, 15 minutes away than the closer one to me. But because I have a lot more reliability there, and they have an IMAX screen, whereas the one near me just has the big D format, which is just rip-off IMAX. Um... It is what it is. But anyway, yes, well past our time tonight. But I, seriously, thank you all very much for a fantastic stream. Y'all have been uh, phenomenal. Thank you for the support. Thank you for the super chats, dude. I, I really do appreciate that. But as I was also saying before I got distracted, because I have ADD and it's very, it makes a lot of sense when you look at me, Um, I had some distortion, but it's okay now. Okay, that makes me sad because that means that there's probably going to be a lot more distortion that I'll recognize. Some people may not, but I'll probably recognize it, but I've not been able to record my December shout outs videos where I was trying to go with that. I don't think there's been a lot of massive changes other than Christopher Bowman. Um, so I believe that's Chris from the eighties. Uh, so thank you very much for, for, for bumping up your, your Patreon support. I appreciate that. And that does give you the access to the giveaways channel on, uh, on the, on the discord. So, uh, please make sure if you're on the Discord, you let me know that you're there so that way I can give you the proper title so you get access to the Giveaways channel. And um, also, it means I can shout you out verbally. So, Chris, thank you again. And your YouTube channel, Chris from the 80s, go check him out. So, well, all that being said, thank you all very much for everyone being here. You will now see the November shout-outs again. As I said, I think everyone is still the same. I don't think anyone has has left, but if they have, hey, they get... An extra shout-outs, but you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. If you want to support the channel in any way, check out the top link in the video description, and it gives you access to the Discord and other things as well, and you can now follow me back on Twitter because I'm back on Twitter at OMB Reviews. Anyway, you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Thank you again for everyone on Odyssey, on YouTube, and on Rumble. You guys are great. Smash like, light up fire, smash Rumble button. Have a wonderful day, everybody, and as always, God bless. And now for a huge special shout out to all of my November Patreon subscribe star and locals members at the Keeper of the Bifrost level and above, starting off with Patreon with Father Luca Ilic. Thank you very much, Father. Garrett Searles, Heimir Irie Heimason, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Laura, the Modern Major General story, Orange Hat Reviews, who you can check out on YouTube at his channel, Orange Hat Reviews, Rosetta Allen, who also has a YouTube channel that you can check out at Eagle Rider. and Miss Martin Muses, who also has a YouTube channel, Miss Martin Muses, and of course, the amazing Empress of the Universe, Tina B, who can check out at her YouTube channel, Tina B, where she hosts the show with Stephanie B, one of my mods, and one of my Valkyrie called Soup to Nuts. Check out Soup to Nuts And it premieres pretty much every Friday. So again, shout out to all my Patreon people. Also to all my Subscribestar people. Starting off with Matt317. Check him out on Twitch at Matt317. The R. Fast Reaction, Mr. Roy, J-Rod, the Beer Guru, and ZK Man. And ZK Man, you could check out over at xtheboundaries.co to follow him uh, as he starts his podcast. And also uh, for many of his musical musings as well. Check him out. Very, very talented guy. And then lastly, my locals piece. We got Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan. How about a hockey player? UAB Mad Dog, Mike Jackson for the win. J.H. Schwalbach, Brett D90, and the amazing Laura, <laughs> the amazing lawyer, Robert Barnes. Thank you all so very much for supporting me. And if you want your name shouted out at the end of every live stream and video, go ahead and check out the top link in the video description below where you get access to that. Also, you get access to special things like giveaways and also uh, exclusive podcasts that I do with John the Flick, Big Flickinger, and other guests throughout the month of November and in the previous and and, and the yeah, the months to follow as well. And again, if any of that sounds interesting to you, especially the 4K giveaways, Steelbook giveaways, some of them that I have to give away this month are films like Starship Troopers on 4K Steelbook, Top Gun Maverick on 4K Steelbook, amongst many others. If that sounds interesting to you, check out the link and follow the instructions down below. Anyway, you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, God bless.